Oh, Jared, it's good to be back. Good to see your shining face once again. Oh, man, it's been a few weeks since we've podcasted, and uh, it's a I've new, missed it's, it. It's a new year. It's a new you. What's your New Year's resolution, Calvin? You got to have one. New Year's resolution. You know I'm into resolutions of all <laughs> kinds, and then one for the new year, just th- there's no greater thing. So maybe this year I'm really going to just try and uh, soak in and appreciate things you know, like, like fireworks and parades and acts of community like that. That's excellent. That's a great idea. I Thanks. think the more community in, community involvement you can have, but as a consumer, the better. Not yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not like me getting involved, but things that I can just sit back and observe. I just like to you know be more observer of the community. <laughs> Okay, Jer, we're back in 2017 for a whole new year of podcasting, which we're just re- really excited about. So um, it's been a couple weeks since I've talked to you. How you doing? Dude, I am doing really well. It is good to be back on the show. Um, you know, if you're a first-time listener, you're you're starting out, one of your resolutions was to listen to more podcasts. Thanks for listening to this one. It's all about helping you find more adventure in the everyday. So typically we tell stories of adventure, adventures we've been on, things that we've done, and then we get some guests on here. We we, we hear from them, some of the adventures they're, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. on. We, we try to get some practical tips so that as this becomes part of your weekly listening habits, you're out there with a keener eye to find adventure. So today we do not have a guest, but we do want to catch you guys up on some of the stuff that we've been uh, doing over the break because we both had decent adventures, I'd say, eh, Calf? We had fun breaks, I think. I, I, I had a really fun break, more uh, kind of toward the relaxation and um, just renewal. And uh, you were kind of similar. I don't know. I don't know what you do when you go out west. Renewal. What a good word. What do you mean by that? Oh, renewal of the mind, renewal of the soul and the spirit <laughs> and the body of all kinds. You know? Just to I, I, recharge. <laughs> renewal of the body. I feel like that is like... <laughs> Like, I don't know, like either spa <laughs> treatment or doing a juice cleanse or like, what do you think it means to have a renewal of the body? I don't know, but Jairus, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I think I can, I'm starting to actually feel age a little bit because no, never you're have not. I been, no, no, l- let me finish my thought. Never have I felt like this before, but we were gone from our house for 16 days and we were away doing all kinds of Christmas stuff. Then we were traveling and we were just vacationing yep. and I got back and like, just eating pretty terribly on all that, and I'm just I'm just got back, and I'm like, oh man, like kind of just thinking back on all the wonderful meals that I've been eating. I'm like, man, I consumed a lot of not so great food, and I my, I feel slow a bit, and I just feel a bit sluggish and tired, and I'm like, no doubt it's diet related. I always find it hard for myself to isolate where these types of things coming from. Because there's so many factors that go on in, in daily living, yeah. but but that kind of makes sense. Like, And it's interesting I if you so. can try to isolate it to food, but I've never been really good at that. Like, If there's ever a problem with me, like even if I have a headache or something, I never mm-hmm. really take drugs. I never really believe it's happening, and I, I, I don't know. It's But but that is a thing that, that happens, and you really think it was the food, eh? Uh, it's kind of, I mean, so many things change on when we do big, I don't know, time away like this, so... Food is one thing that's changed for sure, but also that like I'm quite active, like just in my day to day, and right. that s- really ground to a halt over the break. So mm. I don't know, combination yeah. of all. And I think I, I in the past few months have been trying to get more active, and as mm-hmm. this actually was interesting. Only over the break 
did I start to realize that my appetite was getting larger. Hey now. Which is nice. kind of interesting. Very that nice. had never really happened to me where I was like, oh, I'm really hungry right now and I need to eat something. Usually I'll be going through my day and, oh, it's lunchtime, so I'll take my time to eat my lunch. Or, oh, it's no. dinner time, let's eat. Right. So um, that's been something that's been happening to me as I've been getting more active. So, you know, I guess maybe there is a little something uh, to being more aware of what your body's doing. Cool, man. Well, uh, let's jump into it a bit. Um, yeah. What kind of things we want to hit on, uh, you know, highlights of our trips? Yeah, so I, I would love to share a few highlights for my trip. I was out west Absolutely. with uh, with Katie's family. Um, Katie what's, was what's out west mean? Out west for me means uh, British Columbia, which is the okay. most western province of our great nation of Canada. And the biggest city there is Vancouver, and south of that Vancouver, south of Vancouver, um, is where my wife's parents live in a little okay. town called Ladner. So we Ladner. went to visit them for ten days, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. The West Coast is gorgeous. I mean, the mountains are there, beautiful hiking trails, snowshoeing, anything you want. I like Vancouver as a city. It's a lively place, but it's not in some ways as pretentious or aggressive as Toronto is. Okay. So I really like being out there. And, um, you know, probably the first major highlight, Calvin, was Mm -hmm. skiing at Cypress Mountain. Yeah, that's no brainer. That's it looked amazing. It sounded amazing. And Cyprus is on the North Shore, so okay. basically, you know, there's Vancouver, which is in the lower mainland, and okay. then all of a sudden, and in North Vancouver, it's like, boom, all of a sudden, you're in the mountains. So, wow. that's the other cool thing about it. It's like, there's this really urban city, and then you look off, and it's on the backdrop of the mountains. But those uh, mountains right there have some skiing. It's not, like, as crazy as the skiing in Whistler as you go two hours into the Rockies, mm-hmm. but still really good, and we got there on this just gorgeous day that had 30 centimeters of snow the night before and so it was just like you can't explain it you know us in ontario we try to get our skiing fix in on these little mountains and anything that you know is over a a 100 feet tall we'll put a ski lift on it and you know make money off the suckers Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't compare to the grandeur of the beautiful rocky mountains i gave up on skiing a few years ago and i just why is that uh, largely because of the expense it was just getting like it's a very expensive day to go skiing i found and for me it just was getting to be not worth it especially w- where like i feel like you would pay the same amount to go skiing here than you would in bc no uh it's getting kind of crazy out here too yeah a day at blue mountain is definitely less expensive than a day okay. out west but I, I think a day at Whistler is getting close to $100 for the lift ticket, and my lift ticket at Cyprus was 69 bucks. So, yeah, unless you Could do go the to Disney World for thing, that. You can't go to Disney World. Isn't it like 120 bucks? 108 bucks. That ticket for a day insanity. Yeah. How do they get off charging that much money? 106 if you're 10 and under, though. So, th- so that Cyprus trip was just absolutely uh, a wonderful. I was there with Katie, and her dad came along, and oh, nice. her best friend Megan was there with us, and it was just just an amazing day. My run right before lunch, we went all the way to the top, and okay. I just found this unbelievably pristine forest trail of untouched powder, and it was like glades that were the trees were spread out enough that it wasn't super dangerous, but it still felt really uh, just. Just, just, I can't really describe the feeling of cruising through the forest in the untouched snow. It's just, you're floating, but you're in control, but you're out of control, and it's just like you're riding on a cloud. It's amazing. 
That sounds really fun. You're making me want to go. Yeah, I, and it's funny because ever since I was, uh, I, I'm kind of like you in, in a way where as I've gotten older, I've skied a lot less or snowboarded mm-hmm. a lot less, mm-hmm. mostly because it's expensive. And when I was little, you'd go for a week with your parents or whatever, yeah, and you'd exactly. get a, a ton in, and you'd stay at a chalet close to the hill. But I, I, you know, I haven't really done a ski vacation um, out, out here in a while. Yeah, so. when it comes to uh, forking out the cash yourself, it's a little different. Yes, definitely. Those, those are expensive different. vacations for sure. Yeah. So, what about yourself, my friend? Uh, give me. I have. I have another highlight. But let's go. Let's bounce back and forth sure, here. Sure. 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 Um, highlight for me. Uh, yeah. So we were. We, we spent um, quite a few days in, um, in Southwest Florida on on Sanibel Island, where y- you are familiar with. I we am. We went there a few years ago in the RV. Big, big group of us in the RV. Um, it's nice just getting there in two hours. I will say that <laughs> not in the RV. And you were telling me earlier, you took a bit of like a pretty budget plane. So our whole reason for taking the RV was that it would be cheaper for the six of us. Do you think it would have been if we took a budget airline or no? Oh, for sure. I think it would have been. Yeah. I mean, it's che- still sorry. really expensive. to. F- yeah. Cheaper, I think cheaper it, to fly or cheaper to drive. I think it would have been cheaper to fly. I mean, all, all depending, right? Like it depends if you can actually get some of these super cheap flights. Right. But they're kind of, yeah. It's impossible well, to get to get a cheap flight over Christmas, but yeah. you do what you can. Well, don't say that. We we shouldn't publicize that on our podcast because that was the the main way we got our ladies to come on that trip in the RV was that we said it would be cheaper. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> this is the only way this trip is possible. <laughs> so oh, it's just a freak deal, right, Kyle? It's just a freak. Yeah, deal. a freak freak accident. Okay, so you get to Sanibel. Um, yeah, I mean, highlights is, uh, it, it's, it, as you know, the island is pretty slow paced, right? And so it's all about just no rush and, and relaxing. So, and it was really nice. Like I just, we read a lot and hung out on the beach and hung out at the pool and did lots of biking. Uh, you know how we rented bikes for the week at that little, you know, you get the little, uh, beach cruiser bike with the basket in it. Yep. We, uh, my wife and I thought, uh, actually I thought like, you know what? Let's not get two single bikes. Let's get a tandem. So we ta- <laughs> we, we tandem biked all week, which you was tandemed everywhere. We got got one for the whole week, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Did did you ever get and sick as of it? You, oh yeah, like th- it's fun for about ten minutes, but then it gets. Uh, <laughs> we actually got pretty good on it because they're actually pretty unstable and they're hard to start. But uh, yeah, we got pretty good. Well, and your wife is is extra pregnant these days so like yep. that's that's um another human so who's wiggling I around that was and gonna throwing be, you I thought that balance. was going to be easier yeah for sure you thought it would so, be easier yeah i thought so you know don't really have to worry about steering or balance or anything yeah so that was good um yeah it, it was good we did uh yeah just kind of the regular island stuff eating out a ton like lots of great seafood i really wanted to uh test myself you know how i was doing the the riskiest thing on every menu yes and to a point, I, I, I really have kept that up. Um, for this trip, though, we were eating out quite a bit, and I really, and I, I, I love seafood, and I try and get seafood anywhere possible if I know it's going to be decent. So when I'm down in Florida like that, I always go for like the most seafoodiest option. Which was? Oh, all sorts of things. Oh, so you got a bunch of stuff you had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prawns, yeah, snapper, all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. It was great. Uh, I like that you're still keeping that up. I've been trying to do that a little bit, um, just order a little bit more adventurously. Yeah. But the thing I still can't get over is like I have to pay for this meal, so I want to enjoy it. And I, uh, I yeah, I, that's true. I sometimes like just comfort food when I'm at a restaurant, you know. 
I know it's good. I I heard a a good thing about ordering restaurants, and it's just like you have to learn how to order wisely for the caliber of the restaurant. So that is if true. you go to a, like a mediocre restaurant, you don't go for like the sirloin steak because you know they're probably not going to be able to do it justice. There, you should just order the burger. You, exactly, but you know they're probably going to nail the hamburger. So you have to really, you know, even though it's on the menu, it can't be trusted. So is there one that sticks out uh, to you, Calv? Like a nice meal? A nice meal? Um, oh, man. Yeah, like there's lots of great meals. You, you remember we went to that restaurant called uh, Doc Ford? Yes. So they have built a whole new restaurant on the island, and it is sick. Bring out and some so Arnie Palmer's. The thing about... Exactly. So <laughs> Jeremy's uncle treated us to a lovely <laughs> lunch there about yes. a couple of years ago. And uh, this is just... It was his favorite restaurant, probably. But uh, the owner has this novel like he he has his book series that he does and they're just so hilarious and and the character in the book it, his name is doc ford and so they have these restaurants now and it all takes place on the island but there was just a, i had some very um, delicious grouper there that was the special and when there's a special available i usually will try and go for the special yeah it's so kind of like fish of the day or something that's what i think yeah my biggest beef with specials is the fact that it's never mm-hmm. a special price well, exactly, and and they rarely will tell you the price. Oh, they never tell you the price, and then you almost feel tacky ask? for asking. Exactly, I never want to ask. So. There's so many awkward things about the the restaurant industry. Hmm. What some adventures that I've been having lately uh, in the restaurants while we're on this topic, like yep. little yep. things that spice up your day. Uh, one of them is to if I'm ever ordering a beer, I just ask the waiter or waitress for a pint of glory and see what they bring me. I, I've uh, often have I, asked Have for, I ever said that to you? I've never heard pint of glory. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And well, see, that's I would the probably best part. Just, <laughs> I would literally just get you the most expensive thing. <laughs> Where my angle is to usually ask for the pint of the cheapest. Yeah. But see, I, I like it. And then it's it leaves some, like, give that bartender a little something to do, you know, back there. Like, what? Yep. let's see how they interpret it. The other thing that I sometimes do, which is very, this makes Katie very uncomfortable, is I ask the waitress what their favorite tip is. Like how they like to be tipped? Yeah, like how do you like to be tipped? And and, oh, okay. and waitresses almost always squirm, waiters and waitresses. Like like what are you supposed to say to that? Like cash? I don't, no, like I'm trying to, I, mean, I forget how I phrase it sometimes, but I'm trying to figure out like what do you want? 10%, 15, 18, 20? Oh, like, like what amount they expect. Yeah, like what, what, what's the, or, or I say like what's your, yeah, what's the best tip for you? And people always say, well, I don't know. They just get kind of skittish, which is kind of, I like kind of putting people in that scenario. What's your go-to tip? Like um, if you're not going to do that, which is a weird thing to ask someone. Uh, I don't know. Usually between 15 and 18. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like ten, if it was like a really easy, like if I'm at a fast food place, or I'll do ten. I try to tip more at breakfast restaurants as well because those waitresses always have really small bills, so they really yeah, got to crank. They are them very out. small. You're right. So yeah. you know, a ten percent tip is like two bucks. Well, that's not that's not that awesome. Mm-hmm. Not th- really that awesome. But actually, then at really expensive restaurants, I'm kind of like, you're pumping out mad tips. So do I really want to contribute to that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. So I mean, lots of great food probably on both of our sides. Uh, I I got quite a bit of fishing in as well. You did pretty fun. I did. Tell um, me more. Well, uh, the uh, my in laws' friends were down there, and uh, I guess he's a big fisher. So they invited uh, my father in law and I out on a fishing charter, 
on the day, which was pretty fun on one day. And w- when I was in Iceland doing d- this this ocean fishing, I just had uh, weights on a line and normal worms, and I just dropped it to the bottom and jigged until I caught something. Is that what you were doing, or were you trolling and doing well, other tell crazy you. stuff? So we went on whatever day this was on, on a Friday, and it was very cold. It was like 60 degrees, and uh, and it was really windy. And the, and so we, we were kind of a bit bummed because uh, we were driving up there to meet the uh, captain and his boat. And we were the expectation was we were going to go about five or seven miles offshore and yeah. do some uh, shark fishing. And so we were, of course, all very pumped for that and do some big uh, big tarpon fishing as well, oh. which are very large fish. Um, so we were pretty pumped about that. And then it was super, super windy that day. And the guy's boat is maybe like a 28-foot boat or whatever. Not so very not big. huge. Um, so we get there, and it's uh, and the the local captain is like completely bundled. He's got like full like all this rain gear on. He's wearing a balaclava, and we're in like I'm, I just wore pants and a sweater <laughs> <laughs> and my flip flops. Right, and it's just hilarious. And he was like being like really discouraging. He's like, oh man, like it's gonna be tough out there. So I'll see what I can do, and we're gonna hit the uh, inland waterways a bit, and and see what we can do. So he was really like playing it down, which right. was. I mean, fair enough. Like he's not gonna like want to risk everyone's lives to go out offshore, right? So he did what he could, and uh, so we actually spent a fair bit of time just kind of um, sheltered as much as we can. Like you're not gonna. There's tons of those like inland uh, yeah. waterway cuts anywhere. So we did a lot of that and fishing kind of in those, and we went out a bit to do some shark fishing, but we didn't get anything. But when you were inland, uh, was the fishing pretty good? It was good, like, it was pretty hot, but we weren't really getting anything substantial. Like, it was a lot of just small things. Um, so we were getting, like, lots of, um, um, like, sheep's head and some jackfish and a ton of catfish. Really? Like, what, like, can you think of a nastier fish to be catching? Catfish? That was in the ocean? Yes. Ocean catfish. Yeah, horrible. Did they sting? Were they the type that sting? Yeah, they had those stinger things on them. So you couldn't actually like get them off. He had this special de-hooking device that he had to de-hook all the catfish with. Wow. So wow. No, it, it was fun. And then uh, I had a buddy, oh, oh ben, ben Hardesty of The Last Bison. Yeah. He also vacations there. So we hung out a bit, and him and I went fishing as well. Nice. We were, uh, we were fishing ju- just off the shore, and we got um, a bunch of stuff too. Did he have the gear? He. Well, we both have a fishing rod there, um, and then we kind of hit up the local uh, tackle store and just get a bucket of shrimp and head off. Did you go to that pier that we went to where we saw those people fishing off or where did you fish off the shore? Um, like, are you standing in the water? Yeah. So we, uh, we didn't go to the pier. We go to into the, um, like wildlife reserve park. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't really go to the pier because we go, uh, sans license. So there's uh, and they're kind of monitored at the pier, like sure. for licenses. Sure. So yeah, we stick to the, uh, the gator country. Nice. Very smart. Uh, it was yeah. good to see Ben. Oh, great to see Ben. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he was, I think he's, today was uh, flying to Nashville to re- start recording their new album. Nice. Yeah, very um, pumped. We're going to we, have to have him back on for sure to just kind of update us on all that. Yeah, because last time we chatted with him, he said that he was, what did he said he was basically making up a genre? Don't you remember that? Yep. <laughs> it was like, and I think the, that's the plan still. It was like so I'm very curious. Folk funk pop. That's go listen back. We'll we'll go listen back and see what it was. But yep. it was some like really cool neo psych pop. Oh I, yeah, I something. Yeah. There was a weird word like neo in there, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that that should be that should be pretty cool. I'm glad uh, to hear that he's that he's doing well. Nice. Yeah. All right, your turn. What do you got? Um. So then the other n- really fun thing that we did. 
that's worth mentioning was to go on a great hike on Mount Seymour, another one of the North Shore mountains. So Mount Seymour, Seymour, uh, Seymour Mountains. We had uh, (laughs) classic Simpsons line. (laughs) Um, So we had planned to go snowshoeing, but as we're pulling up to this mountain, uh, there's no snow. No, there was snow, but what does every single person want to do on the break? On the break, yeah, on the on the Christmas break is go snowshoeing. Go, go, so go hiking, yeah. yeah. So the the lineup of cars going up the mountain oh. was just insane. Right, we weren't even halfway up. There wasn't even snow where we were, and and the line was was that far down the mountain. So we kind of pulled off on this little side lot, and then went on a hiking trail versus going up and renting snowshoes oh, cool. and paying yeah, to yeah. go on the snowshoeing trail. Um, which I I was kind of totally fine with in the end because these trails. I feel like if you're going to get snowshoes, you want to walk in fresh snow. And when there's hundreds of people on these trails, is are you really going through fresh snow? Well, that's that's my beef with snowshoe trails. Like, what's the point? They're awkward to walk in, and there are, and they make these snowshoe trails all packed down. Just go in your shoes. You um you got snowshoes, didn't you? Have you used them? Yeah. This year? I, oh, I do quite a bit of snowshoeing. Yeah. And where do you do it? I do it because I check on like 20 cottages, so I have to get down there and walk around and stuff. Uh, I I asked where, but that answered my question too. So you you use them for work, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're a no, tool of a tool no of your leisure. trade. <laughs> <laughs> no, no leisure snowshoeing. Do you find? Um, but that actually is an interesting way to incorporate a venture into your everyday, where you're you're kind of sure. like, hey, I'm doing my job, but while I'm at it, I'm out here snowshoeing. Are you able to enjoy it, or do you feel like you're working when you got them when you're doing stuff? Like um, that? no, I don't think I enjoy it. Um. Okay, well that's nope. that's your next that's it. your next task. You gotta learn to enjoy. It. You gotta say there are people out there who pay twenty five dollars to rent and ten dollars to get on the trail, and I get to be paid to do this. Is next time you're snowshoeing, all right? Yeah, so I think it would be more enjoyable because like whenever I do it, I'm going in like fresh virgin snow, and it's actually pretty tough. Like it's a tough slog to get through that because yeah. it's not like you're floating on top like on a nice trail. Like you're actually sink down like a foot each step, so it's a lot of work. And then you have to pull your snowshoe all the way out of it. Oh yeah, and it's and then yeah. Yeah, because new snowshoes aren't actually that big. The ones these days. No, yeah, and, and yeah, and I have like a fairly like high tech kind. I don't know, like they look, they're pretty sweet snowshoes, but they're not like the big classic. Um, Wicker ones yeah, that you see. Tennis rackets, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so anyway, so we get on this hike, and mm-hmm. this trail is just absolute magic. I mean. I've always loved the mountains and I've always mm-hmm. loved those trails, but when you're just standing on, on this trail and you hear these little streams and waterfalls that are going all around you and you just look up and there's these pin straight cedar trees and just being, you know, feeling like you're you just in the middle of untouched, even though there's a trail, you just feel like you're in the yeah. middle of this untouched wilderness and it is so incredibly refreshing. You're breathing in fresh mountain air you're breathing out the same fresh mountain air. <laughs> and you know, it's just Your filthy <laughs> carbon dioxide. You're just breathing out the filthy carbon that those beautiful trees then turn back into oxygen for you. Uh, and no, it's just amazing. And and this trail well, ended the in a nice look unbelievable. Out. Like it looked it looked like uh what's that movie? Twilight. Twilight? Well, it looks like you're on the set of Twilight. I've never seen Twilight, but the nice thing about those, yeah, like we we went kind of early-ish in the morning when the sun was just rising, and mm-hmm. again, the beams that it was pushing through these trees were just like, it was just, you, I felt like I was in a different world, and that got me thinking about how 
Saturday is how disconnected I am from nature. That this was like a once in a year experience when, mm. or, you know, the last time I went on a hike was National Adventure Day, which was another great hike. We found a good trail in Hamilton. But but we're so disconnected from the natural world that, uh, you know, again, we kind of made fun of the idea of resolutions earlier in this episode. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important to to spend time out- outdoors. And, and that's something that I want to do a little bit more of th- this year is just take time to to get outside and to find a find a good place to just feel uh, feel the beauty that's around us. Well, it's funny, right? And we often spend time like that outdoors and, and exploring when we're on um, on a trip somewhere or yeah. somewhere away from home. And it really is like like we have that around us too. Like we have amazing trails and amazing parks around us. Um, but yeah, rarely do we really um, spend the time to go out and regularly seek that out. And so yeah, I think think I think you're onto something. Yeah, so that was really nice. And then there were a bunch of other friends that uh, we hung out with a bunch. Um, I, m- I mentioned Katie's friend Megan. Okay, what do you mean a bunch? Well, that was that was actually a thing. There's there's a bunch. Yeah, you don't the, have a bunch of friends no, out there. Katie has all her. She grew up there, man. We had a bunch of friends out there. Um, there. This was actually hey, she. <laughs> no, they're my friends now too, man. I'm no, I'm that's really not how it works. I'm really not how it works. <laughs> she is not very liberal with the term friends, but I am. Everyone's everyone who listens to this podcast is my friend. <laughs> you know um, continue okay so there were these other friends of ours um madison and allison and they got married last may and we we went to visit uh them a bunch of times and it was great i went into their into their house and mm-hmm. very quickly found out that almost everyone in that family listens to and loves this podcast oh hilarious so it was it was really fun to kind of just chat face to face with people who have been listening and who have been enjoying the content that we put out there and they were telling us about some road trips that they'd been on where they would listen to it or they're all in the car together and uh their mom listens and is telling everyone to be quiet in in the car so she can hear uh, what we're saying and uh just sort of like really fun fun moments like that where it was kind of like hey it's nice to meet someone who uh, is listening and has kind of made this a part of their routine so that was kind of a fun moment from the trip as well inspiring it 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 actually was and uh for sure and so again if you're someone out there who's listening we'd love to to hear from you how you know when you listen to the podcast or if it's kind of inspired you to to find some more adventure we uh you know we'll definitely read those things on the show but we don't get a lot of mail people uh i've never really mailed into a podcast either but i think uh, if you're interested in doing that we'd be uh we'd be happy to hear your stories but that was another nice thing. Oh, and at their place, they have a hot tub, and we were sitting in this hot tub. And, oh, nice. And uh, um, it doesn't snow very much in the in the lower mainland, but this time it was snowing, and they have these big, beautiful trees in their backyard, and there were uh, eagles who that were flying into these trees. No way. It was Bald eagles? Bald eagles. I, I, fr- I absolutely freak out about the bald eagles when I'm out west. I just love everything about them, and there's quite a few of them in the lower mainland. And so, You love birds. Oh, That's I, the weirdest I thing about eagles. you. I love eagles. And hands down the weirdest so, thing. So, dude, I'm in the hot tub. I'm sipping on a beer, and I'm watching eagles flying into the tree. That's like basically right in front of me. It was so incredible. And they're, I'm hearing their calls, and then there's two of them, and they're flying away, and then they're flying back. It was just awesome, awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. Like, how close were they? Like, um, could, you, could you throw something, and it may have hit them? Uh, if I would have got out distance? of the hot tub, walked to the other side of the of the yard, and then like looked up in the tree, yeah. they would have been there. So think wow, about think amazing. about the trees if at, at the park across from your house. 
Got it. Be yeah. like there. So there were times Sweet. when you couldn't see them when they went yeah, into yeah. the trees. But but they're big um, birds, right? They got oh. like a huge. Yeah, it's not hard to miss them, right? No, they are incredible. And th- that's the funny thing out out there is is they're actually really common now hmm. out there. So for the people out there, it's like yeah, they're definitely cool, but it's not really a special thing. But for me, it's right. very special. So I love seeing them when we're out there. Jer, um, nature is great, and a great way to see nature is perhaps. Uh, on the golf course, enjoying a nice round. Ooh, did Would you, you agree? Yeah, did you enjoy a round while you were out there? We got a round in, yeah, which was great. Um, <laughs> it sounds like there's a story here. <laughs> there's a bit of a story. <laughs> and if, if, you, if you may allow me to indulge you. Uh, oh, I, I would here. love this story. And and because the reason I, I'm going to love this story is because all of our Florida golf stories are good. When we went, last time we were in Sanibel, <laughs> we found the third cheapest golf club in Central Florida, which is Shoot. truly how they they marketed themselves. No, and I think. Do we get this right? It, it's nine holes, a cart, and a beer, and it was like, like eleven dollars. It was like under that. ten dollars. It was under ten dollars. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Cart, was amazing beer, and <laughs> and nine holes. Actually, the actual price would be on the blog that we we kept. So That's maybe true, it wasn't it eleven, but it might have been fifteen or something. I don't know. But it was so cheap. So, anyways, stories of golf in Florida are always good. Continue. So this is a little bit different because you know me, I love cheap golf. Of and course, that's, that's really what I live for for golfing. And and I, I this is a sport that I took up maybe like a year and a half ago, and and I've really enjoyed it because I do it with my friends, and most of us are on the same page where we're just having fun, not really keeping score, um, hacking away, taking our time. Yeah, you were, uh, you really got into beers. it last fall. Like you yeah, went like a uh, bunch well, it's of times, fun, right? And and I've got a I, I got a free set of clubs from Tyrone's dad, and then. Uh, one of Katie's uncles gave me this amazing driver, so I'm I'm just you know kind of collecting this nice set of clubs. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so um, I was invited to play around a golf at Ooh. someone's club in Florida. Um, my father-in-law and me also invited. So like I like a, like I, a private club or something. Correct. Correct. So I mean, a little intimidating. So I I agreed. Like oh yeah, I think that'd be fun to go. So well, we uh, you get an invite. It's kind of like nice. Very nice, yeah. Who doesn't like to get invited? So, um, all right. I don't know how much of this I want to tell because it, it, it could drag on. So, anyways, <laughs> the point is, I mean, you just have to kind of picture me in this situation, Jer. Me going to this very, very kind of high-end kind of club. Yeah. And uh, me, not a big golfer, didn't really expect to be golfing. So, I have, uh, I brought, I have like nice like khaki shorts I brought a uh, a nice kind of uh, navy blue shirt. I have an old work hat that I brought, <laughs> and I got kind of a nasty mop going right now. So I, <laughs> and I had like my old Nike runners, <laughs> and, so, and so you can kind of. And I didn't have any clubs. So you're not like a complete schlub, but you're also not looking that great. Yeah, like I'm not looking that great <laughs> is the is the kind of point I'm trying to get here. And my golf game kind of suits the way I looked. <laughs> like it, it was on par, no pun intended. Right. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so, um, maybe one of the other funny things that, uh, that, uh, that I'll say is I, when, when I, I don't, I've never been invited to one of these, you know, fancy private clubs before to golf. Sure. Um, and I don't know how it's supposed to work, but, um, I, I, I assumed it would be paid for. Correct? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is that reasonable? If you get if you're getting invited to a private club, you'd think they probably pay pretty good membership fees and have X rounds per year they can play. Yes. So, anyways, um, it was not paid for, <laughs> and so and so we were like kind of walking up, and I just had thought like, oh, that's fine, whatever, paid for. And then, um, anyways, my father-in-law, we go in, and um, 
to get some oh i had to get rental clubs because i'm left-handed right um anyways um and then we realized that we have to pay and i was like a deer in the headlights I was like, oh. <laughs> and then i hear the price and i'm like oh. was it pretty expensive it was it was very expensive <laughs> and luckily my father-in-law stepped in saved the day and paid for me which was amazing that is so you you get to this place you're like oh cool free round of golf at a nice place like yeah i wouldn't like i'm gonna say yes of course but it's not like i would have cho- chosen to do this especially if i knew i had to pay you know, it's, it, yeah exactly and so was the guy who invited you there when you found out you had to pay uh he was there yeah he kind of like met us at the door and he's like oh yeah so i'll just meet you guys over at the over at the um at the carts, carts well, while you guys go in and settle up yeah and so that was kind of it and then and then we you know we proceeded to the play which was it's like an unbelievable golf course like there. just like it was so pristine and incredible um but yeah i absolutely hacked it up <laughs> like <laughs> that's like yeah i mean how was this guy who invited you a good golfer Oh, he was amazing because they, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they play like three rounds a week, right? Three or four rounds a week. So right, they're obviously amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, that yeah. is a good scenario. And, yeah. And just, yeah. And let's just like, just picture me and like, and these like two other like very like high up business execs and, and me. <laughs> and it's just, you can imagine the conversation and it's just, oh, I don't know how I, yeah, it's just funny. So how about the stock market? <laughs> <laughs> Stock market's crazy, isn't it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so how about like, the economy? It's like, oh yeah, and then, oh yeah. I, I I started business school. It's like, uh, oh, don't yes. you have a baby on the way? Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in online business school right now. So, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, so lots of that, and uh, no, it was fun. It was, uh, yeah. That is fun. I I love scenarios like that, and I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's probably some more funny details surrounding surrounding Lots, that, yeah. but I love, I just love that concept of getting to this place. And oh yeah, hey, you want to drop a couple <laughs> bills on this uh, on this golf thing? Just not yeah. uh, not your idea of you know. Like what, I've never what, paid more than like forty dollars for a round of golf. So. Right, and it's like not. I love that too because it, it truly broke into your day in a way you didn't expect. Like in no way did you wake up that morning thinking that you would be faced with that scenario. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's hilarious. You're kind of like going along for the ride. And yeah. uh Oh, that is a funny thing kind of about about growing up, right? I I, I came from yeah. a, I came from a, I'm really grateful for my upbringing and had amazing parents and tons of incredible opportunities and yeah, we went on ski trips and your lift ticket was always paid for and now you're kind of starting to realize the c- true cost of some of the stuff that we were able to do growing up and mm-hmm. you know, it's uh and and we are, have so many good connections, Calvin, that we're pretty used to getting great stuff at a great price. I think you're right. Like I, like yeah, I was. Um, I know. Like I, I really appreciate you and I. I don't know. Like I think a lot of our friends are um, very into and excited about haggling for a deal. Yes. Like I don't know if that's just like our group of friends, or may- maybe our generation is uh, gets kind of a bit of a thrill out of that, or or always thinks there is a better price. But I really do, and um, I have a brief example of that. Um, when we got down to um, Florida, we have done this a few times where because we're staying at my in-laws condo, we're, there's not like a hard, you have to be out by this time at all. So right. we, we have often just extended our trip by a couple of extra days. And so we did that again this year. Like we, we just, um, I, I called up our airline and, and just booked different flights and 
they of course were unwilling to cooperate but i mean just spent you know 10 15 minutes on the phone with them and then i will get what i want hmm. but nothing you really have to kind of not take no for an answer nice life extending your trip very i have an amazing <laughs> life here <laughs> so wait did you did you have to pay or no not in the end no so no. they wanted you to pay and then you just escalated and got the deal where you didn't have to pay and Jared, they just changed your hilarious flights. so the i get on the horn with this lady and i first thing i said to her is like hi um my name's calvin berry reference number blah 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 i'd like to just uh, change my flights to extend a couple extra days or or fly out a couple extra days later and she and he said uh no sorry she said sir that is going to be impossible <laughs> she said the word impossible oh, and i was like why <laughs> and n- and and then I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, can I speak to a manager? And she's like, we are we we're all been given um, manager status, um, neg- whatever manager status. She, and so the like, first thing out of her mouth was literally that. First is thing out of her mouth, sir, that will be impossible. And it just it's the craziest thing. And then of course, like, no, it's not going to be impossible. <laughs> and I and I said to her at the end, I was like, okay, so it wasn't impossible. <laughs> and then what but, did she yeah. say? But the, it's, it's frustrating, right? Like completely unwilling to even cooperate with the customer. This kind of reminds me of uh, a customer service experience I had this past week. And I I have always thought that I would love to just work in retail for like just the experience of having to interface with yep. customers and yep. people coming in with a need and just like, you know, making uh making you know their day or being like just really friendly or whatever yeah. and a good salesperson i've always thought that would be fun but um so so i kind of analyze most of my retail interactions to see what i would have done better or different sure yeah. um i was with a friend the other day uh test driving a car at uh, volkswagen cool and oh shoot where was this story going i lost it customer Cust- salesman no, it was a customer service experience oh man we're gonna we're gonna have to move on. It'll resurface. Yeah, we'll it just on. it was like there and then it disappeared. But anyways, the uh, no, I don't know where I was. I don't, okay, that we, you'll pick it up. Me. I'll, I'll find. We're it gonna back. move on to Jer. Do you seriously have a New Year's resolution? Um, have you actually sat and thought about it? No, not really. Um, well, one thing that Katie and I chatted about, we really don't ever drink that much but one thing we said mm-hmm. is let's give up uh let's give up alcohol for january who said that uh we kind of both she kind of said oh, okay. it then i kind of was like yeah or she she wanted to do that and then i kind of joined in on it okay. um that uh that failed this past weekend when friends invited us over for um for dinner oh yeah and okay. which was a really, really great dinner. And that that was the thing. It was like, I don't, that's why I don't really see the point in New Year's resolution resolutions because there has to be like a reason for it. That, like the, the reason behind that resolution is we want to live healthier. Okay. So okay. it's like, here's one way we can do that, but it's not like having some hard and fast rule is necessarily the best way to do that. So it's kind of like, well, don't drink, have a drink during the week or if you're, you know, save save that for special times with friends is mm-hmm. kind of now what the principle will be for um, the whole year or well yeah like I, th- I think in general i think that's a good a good principle to have make sure make a drink a, a more special thing uh you know right. typically i would always you know make myself we both would really before the podcast and maybe i just won't do that anymore and just you know drink a tea or drink water i don't know sure okay so that's kind of one thing, but I, I, again, I'm not really super committed to that one way or the other. So I don't think it's it it is really that great uh, 
a resolution. So no, I'm not. I'm not I, uh, really into them. But what I am into is the fact that um, often people need some sort of catalyst for them to change, either mm-hmm. a life changing mm-hmm. event or being really inspired by something or a, an interesting personal experience. And I think New Year's actually does do a good job of allowing people to uh, think about their life in a way that is is reflective. And I think. We yep. don't do nearly enough reflection. We don't spend enough time thinking about our daily habits, thinking about the behaviors that we that um, you know that we are are yeah that we're doing every day that that are really habitual to us. Mm-hmm. And New Year's is a really good time for us to uh, look at some of the things that happened over the course of the year and say, oh, maybe that should be different, or maybe you know it's a good time to look back and see what the aggregate of your actions produced. Right. I mean, I I generally think it's pretty cheesy and oh yeah, and and a bit goofy. But um, I do think it is good timing, uh, being the beginning of January, um, solely because um, it's just after Christmas when like when it's usually crazy. people are. It's just kind of a crazy time, and and you're not really eating normally. And f- so many people's resolutions is to do a diet. Right. So that's a good time to start something fresh or to cut something out of your diet after you've done all that party and stuff and, and vacation. Totally. So that's that's a good thing about it. But generally, I think I think the whole New Year celebration is just the goofiest thing ever, too. No, well, I like, I don't know. I, I, I have no desire to go to New York City. No, and no, no. Listen to Seacrest as the ball <laughs> drops. No, like, I but just don't get it. But no, that's totally fair. But the good thing about it, and and I think this is something that I kind of have learned growing up is uh, any time to celebrate in my mind is a good time. Life is long and life is hard, and I have found that people who celebrate often and celebrate well have Mm -hmm. a better quality of life so even if it's just gathering together with friends on new year's it's an excuse to be social it's an excuse to get together and you know i do agree it can get a little bit over the top when you're celebrating every birthday in a major way but i Mm -hmm. think there's something to be said for uh celebration for sure i mean i guess it's nice because there's no gifts on new year's right no no gifts no gifts gift to yourself maybe the other thing i like about new year's resolutions calf um is the fact that um, in our world, especially today, a lot of stuff comes really easy or we get stuff right away. Like we are yep. truly in the world of instant gratification. Yep, and so sure. setting a new year's resolution is great because, mm-hmm. um, then people very often realize how hard real change is. And I also kind of believe that good things take work or good things don't necessarily come easy. So in a kind of backwards way by setting a resolution and failing at it, you learn that you know stuff that is worthwhile doesn't actually come all that easy. It's true, Jared. I think that's a good uh, a good point for us to leave off at today. As we're uh, yeah we're we're kind of just setting up for a, a new year, new goals. It doesn't happen easy. Yeah, and I think with this podcast, right, we have certain goals. We want to keep making Absolutely, good content. Yeah. We want to keep making uh, having better guests and. Um, you know, mm. more high profile people and honing our skills as interviewers and as communicators. Um, but I'm not necessarily going to say if I don't have my New Year's resolution is to do X with the podcast. You know, I think yes. I think this is a, a hobby for us that we we enjoy doing um, yeah. and we're going to keep pressing into it and try to break new ground in whatever small way we can. But uh, we're looking forward to the new year. Um, did you think of your customer service thing? 
Um, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, fine. I was really looking forward to it. I, I'm so sorry I lost it. That was very You strange. handle yourself well in public situations, and I always admire that about you. Hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. I try to I try to bring a little bit of extra extra energy because there's a lot of people who are working customer service jobs or retail and stuff, and they yep. seem to have a yep. pretty miserable life. Yeah, you're. I, I agree. But anyways, uh, this brings us to the end of the show. I hope this helped people find adventure in their everyday. Do you think it did? Maybe they can reflect I a little bit. I think so. I mean, even maybe just by default, because it is, you know, New Year, people are making changes, um, and our podcast happens to be part of their life in some way, I think that somehow has made the change. I love it. I'd like to give us the credit on that one. <laughs> we can't take credit, man. I'm taking it mine for the taking anyways we are back on our weekly routine we have some great uh, folks lined up to come on the podcast oh yeah uh, but uh, in the meantime thanks for catching up with us we hope that you guys had a great uh, Christmas New Year's whatever you like to celebrate um, and uh, w- with that said I think we'll wrap it up wrap it up okay that's it we hope this helped you find a little bit more adventure in your everyday <laughs>